Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Are you there? Oh, you ready to rock and roll? We just came back. We're we're up live, my man. Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> Welcome. Oh, we're on live. There we go. We're on the end. Yes. <laughs> The red light's on. Oh, well, let's get after it then. How are we doing, everybody? It's 133 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. Um, hey, Brendan, just before we get to our midterm reports, uh, why don't we do a re-rack on NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise and specialists. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Uh, a lot of action today around the National Hockey League. What do you got? Yeah, let's... Uh, oh, of course, now my webpage is going to freeze. Oh, well, I'll, how about I help you out here? Because I'm out. <laughs> yeah, please. We will mind. tell you that Boston has uh, come back from a 2 nothing deficit on home ice. They're tied 2-2. David Krejci has a pair. Uh, they're tied 2-2 against Carolina. That's with about eight minutes left in the third period. The uh, Flames are out shooting the Washington Capitals, but they trail a Caps 1-0 on a goal from TJ Oshie. That is in the second period. There's about four minutes left. Kirby Dock and the Montreal Canadiens have... Uh, uh, gone into Chicago, of course, Stock, the third overall pick in the 2019 NHL draft. He was traded by Chicago in a somewhat surprising deal. Uh, he's having a good season his first year in Montreal. The Canadians are up 2-1 over the Blackhawks. The Canadians, by the way, are 10-9-1 this year. A lot of people thought they might be a team that's in the hunt for Connor Bedard. Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, Mitch Marner has a 13-game point straight. The Maple Leafs... Uh, in the second period, lead the Minnesota Wild by a score of 3-2. By the way, the, the Canadians and the Hawks are headed to the third. Ottawa and Anaheim, uh, later this afternoon, uh, Brendan mentioned in the first hour of the show, the Colorado and Nashville was postponed due to a water leak at Bridgetone Arena. Pittsburgh and the Flyers, uh, Arizona and Detroit. The New York Islanders are in Columbus to play the Blue Jackets. New Jersey takes on the Buffalo Sabres. St. Louis at the Tampa Bay Lightning, Seattle. Having a good go here to start the year at Vegas. Winnipeg is in Dallas, and the L.A. Kings host the San Jose Sharks. The Oilers and the New York Rangers tomorrow. That is an 11 o'clock puck drop uh, as uh, the Edmonton Oilers get ready to take on the New York Rangers. Uh, Connor Bedard is in Vancouver tonight with the Regina Pats to take on uh, the Vancouver Giants. And you know the dreams of Canucks fans right now. And Bedard grew up a fan of the Vancouver Canucks. He's the consensus number one pick in the NHL draft. Shane Wright was a consensus number one pick last year. He's in the minors uh, for now, but uh, likely to play for Team Canada. He ended up going fourth overall to Seattle and maybe traded uh, his rights traded back in Major Junior to a team that's going for it this year. Uh, the Bakersfield Condors tomorrow host San Jose, the Barracuda. That's obviously the Sharks Farm team, and the Edmonton Oil Kings have two games in Swiftcart. How's that, Brendan? Not bad? I appreciate that. That's teamwork. <laughs> All right. Well, good. Now you can bail me out. As, uh, <laughs> we do want to mention to you the best pizza in the city, still making a great Royal Pizza, multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you at 138 in Edmonton. Uh, 50 plus years, Royal Pizza has been Edmonton owned and operated. They have now got 15 spots in Edmonton, four in Calgary. And, uh, 
You can, uh, for locations and menus, you can visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app. Uh, the staff re- recommendations, the Mediterranean chicken, and Brendan Escott is a big fan of the Texan. Let's get to it. You ready to drop the puck here on our report card? Yeah, let's rock and roll. All right, we're 20 games into the season. The team's sitting at a five, uh, 500 record, which I think it's fair to say is uh, disappointing for pretty much everybody that's, you know, there's high expectations of this hockey club. We are going to start in goal. Uh, I'll drop the puck with two guys. Uh, so here's how the rankings work. A is uh, excellent. B is above average. C is average. And D is poor. Uh, this is pretty easy for me. I would go B for Stuart Skinner, above average, and a D for Jack Campbell to this point. Uh, he has not provided the Oilers with what they're looking for. Brendan, your thoughts? I, I, I'm going to go ahead and give Skinner an A here because of how far he's exceeded expectations and, and was you know, thrown into a fire that I don't think many of us expected out of the gate. So the way he handled that earns him an A for me. Campbell, unfortunately, also gets a D in this instance. All right, and my hope is I'm not giving up on Campbell. I just know that he needs to play a lot better here as the season goes on. And uh, we switch focus to the defense. So we have Nurse, CC, Kulak, Bouchard, uh, Murray, Niemalainen, and Barry that we're going to be given grades for. Uh, I'm going to give Cody CC his plus seven on the season. He's going to get a B for me. Uh, I'm going to give Nurse a C. Kulak is at dash two. He's taken on a little bit more responsibility. I'm going to give him a C. This one, next one's going to be contentious. I know Bouchard's minus 10. The fact is, if you look at his advanced numbers, they're not as bad as, uh, you know, and I know he's had a bunch of shots blocked. I'm going to give him a C. I see a higher ceiling. Uh, Barry, I'm going to give a B. Um, Murray, I guess he is what he is, a $750,000 defenseman. He gets a C, and Nima Linen, I give a, a C relative to the fact that he has been sent to the minors. So you're going to say, Stoffer, how can you do, how can you go an entire defense, know that the defense has got to improve? Well, the problem is the highest grade I gave was CC a B, and we got a bunch of guys with Cs, and I just, I can't, I look at, the time spent in the order zone when Bouchard's on the ice, I know he's got to defend better, but I just can't justify giving him a D. So, Brendan, your thoughts? Okay, well, that's that's one of two places that we differ here, and I did give Bouchard a D because, to me, the eye test has been so telling in, in many of the wrong reasons. The falling on the seat of his pants, turnovers that we don't expect. He hasn't been able to break through on the power play really like we thought he might this year, and this is a player we're expecting to see goals from. Edmonton's not getting any goals scoring from its defense. He has zero of them on the year in 20 games. So he is so far below my expectations of him. I'll give him a D. And I did give, I gave Nurse a B because I think that he is sort of the sole source of physicality and, and intimidation on this team right now. And he has leaned into that since the preseason in reality. So I like what he's done. Everything else you and I are, are spot on. I like what Barry's done, particularly in, you know, I say uh, that Evan Bouchard hasn't been able to break through on the power play. Well, Barry's been there, and that's probably why. Yeah, CC at plus seven, and that's an accomplishment right now with this defense, with some of the challenges they had. We'll go bottom six and then top six for forwards. Uh, Malone gets an incomplete for me. He's only played the three games. Um, Shore. Hmm. I'm going to give Shore a C, Brendan, just because... I don't know if you can expect more out of eight minutes a game, and he's basically even on the season. Uh, Janmark, it's, I guess I'm going to give him a C, 
he was supposed to be on the team at the start of the year, didn't make it. It was partially cap-related. Haven't minded what we've seen out of him and Costin, for that matter. I'm actually going to give Costin a B. I've kind of liked this game when he's been in there. Holloway, I was hoping for more. Again, opportunity, injury. I, I, I don't see giving Holloway a D. For me, Holloway is a C. Uh, Derek Ryan, I'm disappointed in the face-offs. He's at 41%. But at least he scored a couple goals, which is more than some other bottom six guys can say. I'll give him a C. Uh, Pulley Now, here's one where, you know, I didn't give Bouchard a D, but I am going to give Pulley a D because I think he has had more opportunity five on five in stretches. He, too, is at minus 10. So those are the guys that have spent the majority of the time in the bottom six. Uh, fire away. And I'm going to add Ryan McLeod. And McLeod gets a C. At one point, he was a B, but he's worked himself back to a C. Fire away, Brendan. Yeah, I'll, I'll give him a cloud. I, I think that's, that's a good way of saying it. He started out on track for, for a B here. Uh, nobody's running away with an A. Absolutely not at this juncture. Janmark, I'm gonna, I am going to give a B too for the same reason. If I'm going to invest that much stock into the eye test, I've really liked his work ethic. I liked it uh, basically from game two onward in terms of his, you know, he's kind of that tenacious puck presence that Kyler Yamamoto was expected to be and, and just hasn't been in the lineup for. So now to see, you know, that Yanmark was was up there for a couple of games, gave him gave him a look, and uh, I guess he's dash one in six games, but I'll still let him exceed my expectations there. As has Costin. Where's the physical presence? Well, it hasn't been much, but it's been coming from number twenty one certainly. Uh, where else are we here? Pulleyarvi, oh man, I have a D written down, Bob, and I feel like I. I you have to try hard not to be hard on this player. Um, and, and maybe I would give credence to a C for the fact that he has looked every bit of six foot four this season, and that's not something we've been able to say in the past. He's stumped some people and, and I think is trying to engage more there. So I'll give him some credit on, on that front. Wouldn't it be nice to have somebody in the bottom six who could win faceoffs at a, you know, a 57 or right. 58% clip? No, it hasn't. And Derek Ryan. I mean, he's he's supposed to be a guy that wins faceoffs, and he hasn't done it. And yeah, he's got a couple goals, and the, the couple goals are the only reason. Like, he's had some tough moments. You know, he's part of the penalty killing unit now. They've they, they've advanced that. One more thing, just on Pulleyarvi getting a D and, and Bouchard a C for me. If their ages were reversed and pull, and it was Bouchard twenty four and Pulleyarvi twenty two, and it was Bouchard that was or Pulleyarvi still on his ELC and Pulleyar and Bouchard making three million. I think I would have flipped. I would have flipped at that point. So I would have. But I, I factor in age, experience. Um, I think it's harder to play defense at a young age than it is forward. And I was really. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of in. Sh- I got to tell you, Brendan, I'm in shock as to what's happened with Pulleyarvi. Think of a year ago, and he was looking like a player. You know, so it's 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 really disappointing. And I, I, there's a lot of yes to I'm sensing there's fewer yes to fans now, Brandon, than there were maybe a month ago. Because he just hasn't got enough accomplished. Yeah. All right. Let's get to our top six. Um, is there any debate that McDavid gets an A? <laughs> Not at all. He's on the penalty kill right now. He is doing everything he can. He gets an A. Drysaddle gets a B for me. Maybe an A minus. He's playing 22 minutes a game, like McDavid. They're both around 53% in the face-off circle. He does kill penalties. A little bit of a drop-off in his last couple games. Otherwise, he probably would have gotten an A. I'm going to give Nugent Hopkins a B. 
Um, he has a minus. He's, play, he's had a good year. He's had a good year. You know, uh, and Hyman, I'm going to give a B as well. That's the problem. <laughs> They're sitting in this position, and they've got four forwards that are Bs or better, including the best player in the world that's got an A. Uh, Evander Kane, for me, basically had a point per game, was plus four when he went out, and had 51 hits in 14 games. He gets a B. Uh, Yamamoto, unfortunately, I don't think he's been right all year. Uh, I'll give Yamamoto a C, partially because I'm factoring in the upper body thing. I don't think he's been right since he got blindsided. Uh, a couple of years ago, or a year ago in the playoffs by Gabriel Landeskog. And the guy that's moved into the top six has been Warren Fogle. I'm going to give Fogle a C. Uh, he had a real tough start to the year. He's actually, I think, been, he was a li- he's been a little quiet on this trip so far in the first two games, but he had a, a decent uh, six-game stretch. So give me your thoughts on the guys that have spent the majority of the time in the Oilers' top six. Again, we're very, very similar in our rankings here. Uh, I did give Zach Hyman an A. He's just shy of a point a game here, and uh, he kills penalties. He's on the power play right now. He's Mr. Reliable. He sets the tone, I think, for you know how the forecheck should be, and they all talk about that uh, in, in the media scrums and that sort of thing. So the way that he has been driving that and the way he's been so noticeable to me on the ice, I'll give him an A. Uh, Dreisaitl, I think, if healthy, could have had an A start to yes, the season. Right? But here he is sitting at a B, and you can say that about Yamamoto too. Maybe things would be different, but he is really strong struggled even in those games that he played with three points all uh, all assists so uh, a player that we expected to see hanging around probably 17 18 or more minutes a game and in the top six is now not or he's been a non-factor essentially for for a lot of this so uh yeah give him a c there fogel is is i think he has stretches where he has exceeded expectations he had stretches out of the gate where he was well below expectations so round that out to a nice even see as well all right when we come back in orders now it is currently 147 in edmonton we'll get to coaching and management the orders at 10 and 10 so you can imagine that we're not you know the reality of the situation is your record is what it says you are we'll get to that when we return on orders now it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. We're doing our quarter report on the Oilers' report cards. Uh, so far, I think I've only given out 1A. Uh, that was to McDavid. Um, we do have a text here from Mark in St. Albert. He says, Bob, of course you'll give Poliarvi a lower rating than Bouchard. You always pump your favorite players like Bouchard and Holloway. Come on, Bob, from Mark in St. Albert. So Mark's being a Poliarvi loyalist. My explanation, I already mentioned it to you. If, if Jesse was 22 and Bouchard was 24 and Jesse was on an ELC and Bouchard was making three million a year, um, I would have flipped the, uh, the marks, but, uh, I just, I think it's tougher to play defense. Uh, I think if you look at, uh, the fact that Bouchard's living with a 4% shooting percentage lower than that after the last game, the orders are shooting at 4% when he's on the ice is minus, I, he's still got a greater urgency, but hey, Mark, good for you for sticking up for Paul Yarby. That's a good thing. Let's go, uh, let's go to our, uh, 
look, Brendan, it's pretty simple. The team's 10 and 10. We're all hoping that they be further along right now and better. Um, I got a C for the manager and a C for the coach. There's There hasn't been a lot of activity. It's just started to pick up around the league. If it were me, I would like to see the Oilers with Kane out of the lineup, 51 hits in 14 games. He made a huge difference to the Oilers' top uh, six. I, I don't... Because the hope is he comes back and you have cap issues, you can't add that player. But I think you got to find a way to get a player. So I'll say C because some bets haven't worked out, but I don't think it's all on the manager. I think injuries played a factor on the management side. And then with coaching, the coach is part of the team. And the team, you know, Jay came up and did an A, an a grade job for the final 38. Uh, and he'd be the first to say, hey, we got to be part of the ownership of the situation that the team's in right now. So I'm giving them a C as well. They're at 10 and 10. What do you think? I think you're bang on. And unfortunately, it doesn't make for great radio. But here's my justification. I watched a, a Sedin-led Canucks team get beaten up in playoff series year after year after year after year, taking it to Game 7 against Boston, who beat them and punched them in the face and it never led to a Stanley Cup and I'm not saying that that's necessarily how things work now but they seem to be the only team Edmonton is or one of very very few that is reluctant to buy into the fact that there is still a place for this kind of grit in the league at least in the way that the roster has been constructed so far so until there's a reaction to what's happened in the loss of the sandpaper that comes from even Kyler Yamamoto but more specifically Kane there is only a C grade of here, I think they're lagging behind some other teams without that grit. And we're seeing the lack of defensive depth, I think, exposed in a sense. If Broberg's okay and we see more out of him in this stint, yep. then then I'll retract that statement for sure. Coaching-wise, I'll, I'll, I'll pin it on a, a, sl a struggling penalty kill for sure. The team's goal against, the, the way that Dylan Holloway has sort of been underused, I think, relative to our expectations at the beginning of the year. And there's got to uh, be something said Bob, for the starts of games as well. Yep. So uh, I'm with you on that. So again, at the end of the day, I gave one A and two Ds out. Uh, and Campbell would be the first to tell you he needs to be better. And again, for me with Paul Yarby, like in the past, he was a plus player. <laughs> and and he, in fairness to him, he has de de decent shot metrics, but I just wish there was something. And the expectation level gets driven because of the price point that he's at. 153 in Edmonton. What did you end up? You, you gave Skinner an A, you gave McDavid an A, and Hyman an A? That's correct. I got three. Yeah. Three A's. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go to list A in Oilers history for new West travel. Give the gift of travel. And you can join Oilers now in Vegas in January to see the Oilers and the Golden Knights. Reach out to New West Travel. Go online at newwesttravel.com. I remember this date. <laughs> it was uh, not good for uh, a guy who unfortunately is no longer with us. Go ahead, Brendan. 1993, Edmonton coach Ted Green was fired after coaching the Oilers to a 3-18-3 record. The worst start in franchise history. President and uh, GM of the Oilers, Glenn Sather, replaced Green as coach, leading Edmonton to a 22-27-11 record the rest of the way. What do you got? What's Reed Wilkins got shaking on inside sports night, Brendan? No, he's got a busy show. One sec here. He's been texting me about it. I've got it. <laughs> he says uh, Colin Miller will join him tonight, and they are looking at uh, Dave Maloney, as well as Justin Lawrence, who just won a, a great cup with the Toronto Argonauts out of the University of Alberta. 
All right, tomorrow again, the pregame show, face-off show, begins at 9.30 a.m. Edmonton time. Cam Luna and myself will have the call of the game. Rob uh, Brown, Reed Wilkins, Jack Michaels, Brennan Escott, all part of the Oilers Radio Network. Puck drop is at 11. Uh, we will have a live show from you from Rogers Place on Monday. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, then the 6.30 chat afternoons with Jay Lynn Nye. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody, and uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow morning from MSG at 9.35 Edmonton time.